Blog Talk Radio. For all your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at BlueberryProductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Hello, college basketball fans. This is Donnie Tyndall, former head basketball coach, and we're getting ready to have a top three with Tyndall with J.R. the Bossman and John, myself, as we analyze the college basketball season team by team, break down stats and facts, and give you all the basketball scoop across the country on a weekly basis. We hope you'll join us and look forward to talking hoops with you on the Bossman Show. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. Today, we have them from Family Grind ENT, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech, and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it, get it. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student-athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academics.com and athleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404 542 Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Chicago is it's, it's a 
great food in both of these different towns. So being a football player like yourself, man, with a nice, strong body, so how, how do you control the urges not to have to eat all the, the, the good delicacies these towns have and get out of shape, man? How do you, how, how do you fight the urges? Man, I mean, for me, I just I just neutralize it with just working out. Like, as long as I have a good workout, I can eat that way. But if I don't work out, I, I try not to go towards that route. Exactly, man. Because every time the Hawks, the Falcons come over there, play the Bears or other or, or the Bulls, I'm always like the pizzas, the, the <laughs> everything. I'm like, it's crazy, Chicago. But but you said that weather, man. I'm a Florida guy by trade, a, a, a guy from the Dominican Republic by trade. So I'm an island tropical kind of guy. So when I go on these trips, man, I can't take it. I'm freezing. So I gotta ask you, man. You play ball in Canada. So how did yeah. you deal with the weather up there? Did you wear some warm skin? Did you wear layers? How did you deal with that cold up there in Canada, like that North Pole Arctic cold, man? I mean, you know, honestly, I was lucky because I was in um, British Columbia, uh, which is on the West Coast. So basically, I mean, it feels just like California most of the time. And we're the only team that has a dome, so the home games are straight. Now, the away games... When you play Saskatchewan, Ottawa, basically any other team, it was a problem. (laughs) It was a problem. I just wore everything I could, but, you know, not too much to slow me down at the same time. Exactly. I feel you on that because if you wear too many layers, it will slow you down for sure. And I know you definitely don't want to look slow on film. Yeah, exactly. So talk to us, Mike. Uh, How's your offseason been so far, man? And, how far do you get back to OTAs in a couple of weeks to kind of show the Jets what you're all about and show the Jets what you learned up there in Canada and how you can impact their team going forward? You know, I mean, this this is like a transition year. It's like I'm back at it, you know, out of college. I went to Tampa Bay, had a little stint with them. And now, you know, I get this second opportunity, which, you know, I'm blessed to have. Not not many people get this second opportunity to show their, you know, their worst. But, you know, Canada for me was a huge blessing because – I feel like I got better as a defensive player. I mean, one-yard rule, three downs, bigger field. I mean, how could you not get better from all that? And, you know, it kind of just reminds me of, uh, you know, those baseball players that come from, like, the Dominican Republic, you know, Puerto Rico. They used to play baseball with those, you know, small little beans. Then they come to the major league, and they got this huge ball you're throwing, so it makes it easier. So I feel like the transition is just going to make me better. Yeah, if you could, Mike, show uh, and listen to some different rules between playing in Canada, playing in the NFL that you know is better than one year. So, like, for me as a as a defensive player, the biggest one is, you know, there's only three downs. So, you, you know, what that means is basically you can't really just run the ball. You know, at the end of the game, if you're up by a touchdown with three minutes left, that does not mean a guarantee win. You can't run the clock out because it's two downs, so – you really got to be really good with your pass coverage. And, um, you know, luckily I came from Texas Tech, and that pass coverage kind of, you know, translated to the CFL. And there's a huge field with receivers that can start. The slot receivers can have a full head of steam start. So you got people like, you know, Jakeem Grant, who's, you know, plays for Miami Dolphins. I can't even imagine him having a 10-yard head start before the ball even snapped. So that that's probably the biggest thing, you know, 10-yard head start and then pass rushing rise. There's a one-yard difference. There's a one-yard – you have a one-yard neutral zone. Instead of crowding the ball, you can't crowd the ball. you got to crowd that one-yard line. So 
for pass rushing, if you get sacks in the CFL, you for sure can get sacks in the NFL. I mean, go go ask Cam Wake. So that's what I say about that. You got there, right? We got Michael All right here in the boss man show. New York just linebacker on the Jets roster right now. Now, Michael, uh, now having that field the, the, the upright and right there in front of the end zone, that had to be weird. So I'm pushing sure offenses use that the, the goal post as a way to run pick routes, right? Yes, yes, they do. And then, you know, another big thing too is other than the goal post being right there in front of you, where they can run pick routes. Um, another thing is the run game. Um, you, you got you, the pole's there, so if you got a covered A gap and the gap is right there, you got to move around the pole. And then another biggest thing is uh, they got 20 yards end zone. So the DBs and us linebackers, we got to cover all 20 yards of that end zone. So covering the NFL field is, is pretty much man, it's it's fake. You have to cover all that territory. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I mean, compared to the CFL field, it, it, it's better. Now, Mike, we have a lot of talking in the NFL about this new law in the head rule, targeting rule. Uh, how is it hitting up there in Canada? Is this, 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 this big to do about concussions or lowering the head or how you hit somebody? Or is it old school football up there in Canada? You know, for me, it's just, it, it's just a matter of, um, you know, seeing intent. In a player and what's natural, like what your body can do versus what your body can't do. I think there's a lot of uh, misconceptions out there on what's low in your head because um, I've had, I have my fair shares of uh, <laughs> fines in a CFL, you know, and in college and stuff like that, not fines, but, you know, uh, people trying to tell me to calm down. And I feel like it's just, uh, there, there's player safety that should be reviewed on the defensive side as well because, um, for example, an offensive player can come, you know, head down and try to go for my knees, and he has his head down, completely down to the ground, and he can do that all day long. But if we go in the same way to try to make a tackle on a running back or a receiver, all of a sudden it's a flag and it's targeting. So I just, you know, as a player, I would want consistency with that, but I also – do want people to have less and less concussions and, you know, that whole CTE stuff. And, um, you know, I got a new helmet, the Vices helmet. It's all what I wore last year in Canada, and I feel like it helped a lot. Exactly. And, Mike, I'm with you. Now, I'm an offensive guy myself, but I realize that it's just part of it is the game is the game. If two moving targets, you can't really – Things are going to get hit a certain way, no matter how you do it. We both going for the yeah. same ball across the middle. We both have rights to that football. I mean, if we both going for it, we may hit, we may hit head to head. Or I might catch the ball. I may duck my head, and then you hit me in the head. It's not you targeting my head. I ducked my head, and you yep. having to hit my moving target. So I feel like yep. there's not a lot of sense being made of it, Micah, and I feel like, you know, people it even said in a suit. In New York City or wherever you at, and make up these rules. We're not the one out there having to play it under those rules and and just understand what's going on. I just feel like yeah. many people that don't, don't don't get it like the way we you and I get it. That's from playing for from playing the game. Yes, yeah. I mean, I'm a I'm a I'm a science guy. So when they come and tell me like you got to do this, like uh, for example, I hit uh, 
Finch from Calgary last year. And Finch is uh he he's five foot six, five foot seven, and he was coming across a, a crossing route and the quarterback stared him down, so me, you know, I couldn't get there in time to make make a pick, so the next best thing is a big hit. So for me, I mean I already got flagged that game. Actually I didn't get flagged, but I already got, you know, looked at that game for hitting someone else. So I was thinking, all right, let me put my shoulder, like, let me get low, make sure my head's up, and hit him. But when I hit him, he's five foot six, and I'm six foot. So that's four inches already. You can't scientifically tell me that I, I got to get down five more inches and and be in a safe position myself. It, that's hard. That means my head has to be down at that point if I'm getting five inches lower. And, you know, uh, the biggest factor probably that people don't realize is this is instantaneous. It's like a bullet. There's really no time to think all of that. You, you just see ball, you get ball. It's reaction. So um, the intent, am I trying to hurt people out there? No, not at all, not even close. I'm just trying to make a play because I have a resume I'm trying to put on the table too. So Exactly. <laughs> I wish more people had our points of view, Mike, on there because I'll tell you, me and you both have the same idea about that. Now, man, I know you're from Nigeria, man, and uh, where soccer is a very prevalent sport there. So, at what point did you decide that football was a sport that you wanted to pursue? Uh, it was actually in uh, seventh grade um, when, you know, in Texas, you start football in seventh grade in school, and everybody did it. Every, you know, I wasn't really into it. I used to be on TV and change the channel. But seventh grade came around, and everybody in athletics did football, and I was like, shoot, I need to do this too. And then um, I started off, and, you know, the funny thing is I started off on D team, not not C team, not B team, D, D team, like the fourth team. And I played fullback, and, you know, on that day, you know, I cried on the way back home because I was on the bottom of the bottom of the tunnel pole, and I was like, I don't want to be here no more. So, you know the rest of the story. All right, we do know the rest of the story. You now, you now, CFL, NFL doing your thing. So, now, do you feel like the sense of you and Jerry Atauchu and you played at Texas Tech and now you with the Jets, CFL, did you feel like there's a sense of Nigeria that more kids are liking football, see you guys are heroes, see it's an option for those guys outside of soccer, they can maybe play this sport as well and use some of that talent they have to come over here and show them their speed and their skills over here in the NFL? I mean, yeah, because, I mean, the, big, the biggest goal is, like, you know, in high school only – one percent of any high school player will make an NFL. That, that's a fact. But you know, there's a way bigger percentage that can go to college and get their college paid for, and that's the biggest thing that you know I believe has helped me because you know I this off-season job I, I was a researcher at University of Illinois because I got an engineering degree. But you know, the reason why that's actually important is because when you're going for your dreams and your goals. Some people can't because they don't have money to keep on going for the dreams and the goals because you don't actually get paid from the NFL until you play that first game. So you got to make a living out of whatever you, you did in college or whatever you do before you make it in the NFL because if you're not a first-round pick, if you're not drafted, you don't got that extra money. You just got to do it on your own, on your own, on your own risk. So, you know, that's what I would hope that, you know, any little kid that looks up to me is like, you know, I'm trying to get to college, and I'm trying to play football to help me out in my life. And if I'm blessed enough playing the NFL, 
Exactly. Because that education is very important. Because education is power. And if you had that education, you can do anything you want to do. You got you to have something to fall back on in case this like football didn't work out for, for me. Okay, I'm, I became a radio host. So my degree in business is helping me be a radio host now and run and run my radio business for its marketing and all on my own. So it, I'm a perfect example of what you were talking about. Is that hey, I didn't make it, but I had something to fall back on outside of the football field to still be successful today. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And also, man, uh, who are some linebackers that you like to watch on film and kind of borrow from their games and kind of put in your games so you can kind of use that technique to help you on the field as well? Who are some guys you love to watch on film, man, and borrow from? Man, like the first the first guy that comes to mind is, um, you know, Patrick Willis. I mean, I'm, I'm sad that he, he retired because, you know, he retired what, after eight years perfectly healthy and I'm happy for him that's 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 how most people want to go but it's only because the way he played and his the way the way he played is what I try to emulate after because he plays with speed you know that guy he's a guy who plays with speed and you know speed translates into power and all that and the way he used to hit people and you know make big plays like that that feeds off the whole team I mean that that feeds on the the other team. The other team's looking like, dang, he keeps on popping all our receivers, all our own linemen. We can't do nothing about him. And as a linebacker, I feel like if you can change the game from the linebacker position, that's more valuable than any other position on the field. So that's that's probably the number one guy. You know, there's a couple people out there who, you know, Eric Kendricks, all the smaller guys, Deion Jones, Deion Buchanan, you know, six foot two twenty, said said they're too small, but you know. Deion Jones, Pro Bowl, <laughs> hitting people, knocking people out, hitting Cam Newton, who's 260. You're like, he doesn't care, but he plays with speed. He came with more speed and power. So those are the kind of guys I look up to. And Deion Jones is a great guy. I love talking to him with the Falcons here. He's a great guy. He plays great. He plays a good teammate. I love his just love the sense he's having. He's a great guy. He's uh, great to watch on film now. I know you went to school with, with Pat Mahomes, man. Did you think this guy would be an NFL yep. star and a starter already in the league? Did you see that when you was playing with him at, at Tech? Yeah, I did. I mean, that he he's just, I don't know, it's talent. That's talent. You can't really hide talent for long. So I knew it was just a matter of time until he got his, his chance, and especially when he went first round to Kansas City. I was like, they got a plan. They know what they want. And, they you know, they have a, they have a good team, and he, he is one of those guys that, He's a, he's a winner. You know, I really wish at Tech, you know, we could have got a championship because we had a whole bunch of competitors, I can tell you that, especially my senior year. We had a whole bunch of people out there trying to win games. It just didn't, you know, fall that way. And he was a big reason why we won a lot of games. And, you know, he has that swagger that you need to play in the NFL. You got that right. And the last one for you, this, Micah, is this. What was your game day ritual, man, to get ready to get ready to play, man? So are you a guy that comes to stay three hours early? Are you a you know, are you listening to your music? You get your feet tell talk about you got your game day ritual, what gets you going to play, go out there wreak havoc on these offenses out here, man. You know, that that's ironic because in the CFL that I like I just changed things up because I went from having rituals in college and stuff like that, trying to stick to to a plan and I just went from that to you know, I didn't have a ritual. I just whatever happened that day before the you know before the locker room talked to my my teammates you know get my mind just in a place to where I know you know first off it's a blessing to be out there and number two 
I got nothing to lose because, um, you know, the scariest type of man out there is a man who has nothing to lose. So that's how I play with just that mentality. So I didn't really stick to any plan because you, you never know what the plan is. You might want to go in the A-gap, but then, you know, you have a D-tackle to slant there on accident. You, you got to go. You got to make the play and play like there's nothing to, you know, nothing to lose. I feel that, Micah. Now, Micah is a linebacker. Is your favorite blitz to double a gap blitz? Is, is, is that your favorite blitz? Do you like to do a come on the outside off, off, off a T stunt? Talk to me. So, what's, what's your favorite blitz? The good off there quarterback, man. You know, honestly, like to me, it it don't really matter. But like, my favorite kind of blitz is <sighs> that's hard. That's hard because, I mean, I can go the, – the A gap and B gaps are always good, especially because I can use my speed against the guards and centers to, you know, dip and rip because um, I feel like that's probably my biggest asset of my game is the speed coming in there because they, you know, hunkering down on these 300-pound defensive linemen and then I come through, you know, full speed and dip and rip and it's just a switch up to them. So, I guess A gap A gap is pretty good. That's, that's a good play. Yeah, I think that I love the A gap blitz because it forces the defense or offense to change the, the play call, and you know it. And if you know you're just showing it to make them change something else, you're going to drop out and get you an easy pick. And if they think you coming, you can get a, on a hot route, get you a nice pick, go over and house that sucker. Because trust me, as oh, a yeah. receiver, I have seen millions of times where I, my quarterback changed the play because of the double A gap showing a pre snap. And they knew he was, and they knew the, they knew all the hot routes and jumped it. They knew it like, oh man, exactly. <laughs> he housed <laughs> so yeah. So man, that double A game is always causes chaos for offense, no matter what. No, if you coming or you just bluffing, it always causes trouble. Oh yeah, off inside, off, off side the ball. Yes oh, sir, yes sir, yes sir. Hey, it does. Micah. Good talk to a fellow football guy like yourself, man. Uh, I guess I can talk, talk ball with you all day long, talk strategy, because, man, it's just great to talk to a football player like myself, man. We can, it's getting me all jacked up over here on the show, brother. Hey, man, thank you, Michael. Got to have you on again real soon, brother. Good luck at old oh, days, yeah. man. We'll definitely be keeping an eye out here in the Boston Dining ATL, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank all you. All right, folks. No problem. season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions, or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success, and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers.
A gorgeous tan from Suntan City gives you an inner glow that relights the fire when you run into your first crush. Vicky, who is that? An old boyfriend. Lucky you just tanned at Suntan City. Lucky he's single. We're doing lunch tomorrow. Won't be single for long then. During Tour of the City, try all five tans, including spray tan, for just $4.99. Restrictions may apply. Click to buy now. Yeah, yeah, it's your man, JC, the host with the most, baby, and it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby. 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar Memphis.